0: this week's podcast I hope you've all had a fantastic week this week we are going to be talking to the amazing Amanda Harris-Lee of Foxy Pheasant she's going to be talking to us all about her journey in business and how she's built a brand we all know and love welcome Amanda hi Jo Tell us a little bit about um, yourself, Amanda, very quickly. We're going to go through all your story. But what is your sort of history with our working dog? So I had my first working dog when I was
1: seven. I actually wanted a gun. But in 1986, I've aged myself there as well. And, <laughs> in, the, in the 1980s, little girls didn't have guns. Um, it wasn't the thing to do. So my father caved in and I had a spaniel. I had a working cocker and her name was Tess. She was named after um, the dog on Emmerdale Farm, actually. And um yeah, that was my first dog. And I didn't get my second dog until I was 18. And I've had um spaniels ever since. I've had all, you know, I, I used to take on dogs to train. Spaniels are my my thing.
0: So a history of 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 gun dogs and the countryside, has it always been part of your blood?
1: Absolutely. Um born and brought up on a farm in East Shropshire, beating but I think probably about nine or ten. Didn't go to school on a Friday because we always shot on a Friday. Um, That's not good, is it? (laughs) And and yeah, I've you know my father was a farmer. um, Countryside has always been really really important part of what I do.
0: So let's start out with: How was your business even born? Where does it come from?
1: 2015, um, I lost my father to cancer in the September and then my daughter was born, um, in the 1st of November. Also during that period, um, I'd had quite a significant back injury and so I'd been on, you know, quite a journey and by the time Pippa was born, I was, I was done really. I was pretty empty. Um, and I hadn't had a chance to go out shooting because I didn't feel like it. And uh, in the end, some close friends sort of scooped me up and said, come on, we need to go. So I went out um, shooting. Well, I don't shoot, actually. I've got my gun dogs. Um, so I went out. and I don't know whether it was the painkillers or all the sort of stress that I've been under. I don't know. But I just sort of started to see all these colours around me. I looked at the game cart and I was like, look at, look at all those colours in the birds and look at the colours in the trees. And they're all sort of quite similar. For whatever reason, I just started to see all these colours. And, and originally thought maybe I could turn that into fabric. I'm, I needed to fund it. Yeah. So I started off doing like vintage shooting stuff and, and country interiors and I got a little antique type unit. And that funded the first lot of fabric. And I was actually on the way to the printers to discuss doing an exhibition in London. Actually, I went to Olympia to an interiors show and I was driving through Altrincham in Cheshire where there's lots of ladies who jog. And we were driving past them and they'd all got their sort of little sausage dogs and these amazing leggings. And I just thought I could put my fabric on leggings. And I got to the printers and we had our meeting and I went, oh, I've had this most really random idea. And uh, and they said, oh, that's a fabulous idea. At which point I just talked myself out of it because I thought that's oh, going to cost me a fortune. I, I just can't. I'm just not going to do that. Anyway, a couple of weeks later, my printer sent me four metres of fabric with a little post-it note on it that said, um, I dare you. And um, I wish I'd kept that post-it note a couple of pairs of leggings, and that's it, really.
0: Isn't it amazing they could see something in you and in your idea that you'd sort of, you've had this idea, like lo- loads of people, don't they? They have an idea, and yeah. then within seconds they start talking themselves out of it. Um, exactly. And you'd sort of done that in front of, of the printer, and they just literally went, actually, let's just keep that idea going in their head yeah so do you come from like a textile background
1: no no I'm a land agent by trade um I studied at Harper Adams um and I um before I, I moved to Wales I managed country estates sporting estates farms or third parties So that's my background I like you know I was a fan of interiors and colours and stuff like that but never you know I had no formal training in it
0: so from land agent, where you'd been surrounded by these colours all the time because it's always been there, to this whole like going through some of the hardest points in your life—some hardest tragically, and some hardest just you know even having a child and having a new baby is is hard and sad. All those things going through pain. Was it a case that you just thought like enough? I just need something that brings me alive or was it just a case of seeing those colors and thought mm, I could use this for interiors what what brought it all to be from one really different background to this new background I don't know really
1: I mean I, I mean people talk about you know sort of light bulb moments or like epiphany moments that moment I started to see those colors and started to see the world in colors you know friends of mine seeing that I was pretty, you know. I was down in the dumps. I really was down in the dumps, and it was like I live. I live in the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, I just lost my father, who was my absolute world. Granted, I got a beautiful baby in front of me. I should have been over the moon. It was that need for a focus, and as we all do when we have a children, we, children, we forget who we are. Yeah. And I think especially grief. Grief creates a lot of energy. Um, and I'm a great believer that that energy just needs to go somewhere. So uh, putting all of those things together, I think I channeled the energy that was coming from the grief, that little light bulb moment that came from somewhere. Um, and and I just I just did stuff. It didn't matter what I did. I was just doing stuff that was getting me to where I am now.
0: I had no plan. So when you said you were doing stuff in like olympia and in interior so what was your first plan for this fabric was it going to like be like cushions and curtains? yeah so that's what we did originally
1: i made um sort of upholstery fabric so for curtains and soft furnishings
0: and then at least seeing these little legs and, and dogs running around just thought actually leggings would be awesome so you you made those first couple of pairs and then you know like like everybody I'm sure like you go through stages I think of fright of like or of, t- of talking yourself out of it. I always say that people have breakdowns before they have breakthroughs yes Literally everything falls apart and then suddenly something comes you go right that's the way forward yeah um, so when you you had these like this whole idea for leggings obviously there isn't a business behind the leggings yet so so what took these leggings into a business I suppose the fact that we we made the initial batch
1: and people bought them and people went oh my god they're amazing and and even though I'd made some and my wonderful friend Lindsay had said go on I'll wear a pair and she's got a fabulous bottom and, and, <laughs> and she wore them and and the photo that she sent me of her wearing them I was like Wah. and I think a lot of people also must have gone Wah. and and so just sort of people having faith in it took it to the next level because i think even then even though i would made you know x amount of pairs, it's that whole imposter syndrome yeah how can i end up selling leggings i know nothing about fashion i'm a land agent you know give me a single farm payment form and i'll do that in my sleep so yeah i suppose just people having faith in that initial that initial batch and then that fed more ideas I mean even now I sit back and I'm like it's a bit strange really (laughs) and I I think maybe you know that imposter syndrome is what
0: is healthy it keeps us on our toes it's definitely I think there in in a lot of people like like you like yourself I literally people say to me well what do you do and I'm like "Um, well I sort of run this like dog training online membership where People come to train their dogs, but I don't dog train, and they look more confused than I do because yeah. it's like you've just sort of created something that you never planned on. It was never part of like your your career form. I know what I'll do when I grow up. I'll run the ladies' working dog group. It's it's just it's sort of like one thing leads to another, thing to another, and you just suddenly find yourself in this flow, and that flow just feels right, doesn't it? You don't know why, but it feels right. Absolutely.
1: And I think on a personal note, you have to sort of have been to some quite dark places to know what's feeling good and what's not, if that's not too airy-fairy, you know. And, and I think you pass a certain stage in your life where, you're, you're, you know, your bullshit filters have just gone. And, you know, you're just going in the direction that feels good. Yeah. Um, and I'm very grateful for
0: having that opportunity really so where did your your sort of like obviously you've got these leggings you've got this lady's bottoms looking insane um, and <laughs> yeah. now you know when I see your stuff I see loads and loads of people in our group outside of our group wearing your beautiful leggings and um, and I see your Instagram and like you know I can see a business a, a flourishing business it it's not just a business in seconds is it what did you have to do
1: goodness me i I don't know it's you know from obviously from from the inception of the business it was quite a tough time and I used the foxy pheasant which was then interiors and, and you know maybe a few more antiques than anything else it, it was a focus and a channel from where we are today I, I don't know how to answer that joke I, I really don't you know I've got two small children I've got a farm um I've got so much going on I you know I've no idea how I got here to be quite honest and that's maybe being a little bit too honest as long as I'm gaining you know as long as I'm progressing every day
0: yeah
1: that's that's
0: all that matters I completely understand it because like like I just said I don't know how I got here and if people said to me like take a different business and do it again I'd be like I don't know if I can because I don't know what I did but I think it is like what you said, isn't it? Like people think that you know, creating or building a business or building a brand means you've just got this like perfect plan. And it's yeah. not that. It is that one step, that one opportunity, that that one post, that one conversation, or one thing you clicked on that led to another idea. Like sometimes I literally sit in front of the computer and I I end up going down like, like a rabbit's warren. I'm like clicking stuff and I'm like, why am I here? What has this got to do with anything? And then I'll see something on a page. I'm like, again, not like a woo-woo thing, but almost like some sort of intervention that says, this would be a good idea. Yeah. But we going. I suppose, and I'm sure you'd agree with me, you just keep a very open mind to to what could help. And that open mind seems to pick up on things that maybe before you would have missed. Uh, yeah, I completely completely agree with you. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it like literally baffles me, you know, and I, you know, I see like how you do things and I see like the step by step, and like the, the new lines, the new ideas, the new creativity. That isn't all written down on a plan, is it? It doesn't say in January, I'm going to have a new creative idea.
1: No, it's completely organic. But what I do realize is that, you know, we have got some amazing customers and some incredibly loyal customers. I want to keep them happy. I want to keep them interested. And to do that, I've got to keep coming up with the ideas. We've also, um, you know, there are people that have started doing a similar sort of thing to us, which is the greatest compliment anybody could have. I try and think um, of new things. And keep things coming out to keep keep the ideas coming. You know, I've got the collaboration with the Game and Wildlife Conservation Trust here in Wales. I worked very closely with them in the past, doing um, agri-environment schemes, and also with my passion being shooting, it was it, it's all entwined really. So that's a really exciting project. I'm really pleased to be supporting the team there. They are um, doing a great job. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. And again, it's an organic it's an organic part of the process.
0: I always think that you know, it's very hard to reinvent the wheel. And like for example, yourself leggings. There's many many millions of companies doing leggings. It's yeah. what you bring to leggings that makes it your brand. And yeah. like I always have this idea of like blinkers on to what the rest of the world is doing. What do our customers need what do i what would they find quirky or fun or enjoy or something like that you are what makes foxy Fairs into you isn't it yes and what i decided
1: um was that i would make stuff that i liked and that fitted me so here i am 40 something two kids down the line i'd love to have a super slim figure i haven't i found an amazing fabric and i've designed the leggings so that they. They fit in the right places. They they look. The fabric is amazing at smoothing out. You know, I'm going to say this, but you know, the, the amazing the fabric is amazing at smoothing out lumps and bumps. I've made the waistbands so that they're. Um, I can only describe it as a big knicker fit. You know, Those <laughs> big knickers. It's comfy when you're out shooting. They're not going to move. You can tuck, you can tuck your vest in. You know, <laughs> they're going to be practical so yeah so I designed a product that I would wear that I needed and you know that this that looks great you know the the tweeds look great out when you're out shooting the active wear ones you know there's a bit of countryside that you can wear when you're going to the gym or you can wear in the summer when you're working the dogs you know I designed them for me thinking there's there's other people out there like me that that you know we live we live in the countryside we also have to go and pick the kids up from school we also have to go to Mark Spencer's buy some food you know if that pair
0: of leggings will do all of those jobs, and that was like when I'm listening to your story, is fascinating because our stories, even though our products are very, very different, they align in the same thing. Like the LWDG came from something that that, that solved one of my problems. Yeah. I needed to find other women who could help me, and like what you're saying now, your your product solved your problems, and you, problems, and you knew that other people would have those problems. Like you know, I'm very similar. 42 three c-sections later probably way too much chocolate in the evening because I can't drink wine because of my epilepsy and I want clothing I don't look for clothing like I did when I was 20 I look for clothing now that like you said if I put a pair of trainers on it can cope and if I put a pair of wellies on it can cope and if you know it, it has to go through the entire day with me yeah. And make me feel comfortable, but still look a little bit classy. And I think your products do that exceptionally well. There's something about them that says these are something a little bit different, don't they? I hope so. I hope so. That is the intention.
1: And I tried to stay true to what I set out to be, which was, you know, practical and stylish and fun and you know, I have had thoughts where I thought, oh, I could do this or I could do that. But, you know, vanilla doesn't pay anything in life. You need to do it like you mean it. And and that's that's my goal really is to just keep keep creating things that, that give that exact message.
0: And your product is massively needed. i spent some time in the States and they do like hunting gear really, really well for women. They've, they've thought for it. There's a lot of stuff. I don't find that in the UK. I've got to be honest and because I'm like, Five, well I didn't get five foot everything is like really really long you know you can't cut the bottoms on like if you buy well-known brands of shooting trousers they've only got something in the bottom like a zip or something like that so you can't cut them off and you just end up feeling like frustrated that you can't find the gear that that makes you look good but also yeah. does the job and like I spent um my time beating so I want stuff that can breathe and like you said an active way that will actually allow me to to keep up with the dog my job isn't to stand round um and stay warm it's almost the opposite problem isn't it you're flat out behind your four-legged friend and you're covered in mud and you need something that can just take that beat in. so like you say it's about like doing something different do you like I always get what I call um like shiny magpie syndrome like i see other ideas and oh that would be good that would be good and i do have to bring myself in sometimes yeah. so do you find yourself thinking oh i could make jumpers and i could make jackets and or is it like they'll come in time or are you like no i'm just staying true to like the leggings and the accessories
1: yeah completely and that's that whole need for something to occupy me and somewhere to channel I wouldn't say my stress, but you know my need to find something for me um yeah quite often sees me going off on a tangent, and i'll and I'll get halfway through and I'll go, what oh, a ridiculous idea well, it's, it's occupied me for a while. You don't want to do that, let's concentrate on the job in hand, or my other half will very kindly come along and tell me <laughs> you know so don't tell him that,
0: that. <laughs> right, um, it's, the, it's the mind of an entrepreneur isn't it because we yeah. creative, we came up with the first idea which got us to where we are now absolutely the which the knocks that off we still want to I constantly want to create like I'm sure the ladies now would say if you bring out another t-shirt we're going to kill you because I just like that but that for me the same as somebody I has a glass of wine I will sit and do a logo because it does for me the same thing. Just it is my release of something, and is that how you find it? Is that like absolutely? That to do it?
1: Com- completely agree with you. It's it's me time. It's a purpose. You know,
0: I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's it, it's it's my time. So you've got your you've got your leggings. What other products do you make that some some of our listeners might not be aware of? So we make we make the leggings. Yeah. So
1: we do uh, neck neck tube snooty things, yeah, which are great. Um, obviously, I'm obviously going to say that, on I? Um, we do scrunches. We do a sort of knotted headband, um, which is on the sort of old fashioned preformed um, plastic. You know the Alice bands. Yeah. But I've covered that in our fabric and it's got a quite nice Nice knot. That's really nice. we have got a few cheeky dog bandanas because I know that there's quite a few gun dogs who, who are style icons. <laughs> um,
0: Is there plans to, to make more things for dogs?
1: don't know, really. I mean, I have been asked that before. But I mean, going down the route of sort of dog coats and things like that, that's a whole different avenue. That would be a whole different manufacturing process. and different materials all my um, seamstresses so for our accessories they're all made by ladies locally so uh-huh. I, I'll turn up to their house with a big pile of fabric cut out and and they sew them all and then I collect them all up so this truly is a Welsh product then oh absolutely all the accessories are made in Pembrokeshire it's my choice to do it this way because you know I could have had these made in Eastern Europe on um, mass but that is not what we're about um I wanted to really sort of stick a stick a flag in the ground and show people that a rural enterprise can really can run from the middle of nowhere and that there is a skill set there that maybe isn't utilized just needs a little bit of imagination as to the logistics really finding the people that can do the sewing working with them, getting a sort of regular routine going. Distribution, I use our local post office. Um, I send everything by special delivery, which is a little bit expensive, but it goes through my local post office. And that's another business that's benefiting from our work. Again, through choice, I could use a different courier, but I don't want to. My leggings are made in mid Wales um, at a tailor's there. Um, and I'm really pleased that they've actually taken on a student now so they were they were or they are an apparel maker so they make a lot of samples for a lot of big names and they took on um, making our stuff and they've taken on a student now who's working with them so I'm really pleased that that's happened as well it's always been my my choice to keep things rural and, and sustainable
0: so, the leggings like I've seen you like peacock ones and your pheasant ones and and all that. How would you get like the colors that you're seeing in nature onto your leggings?
1: I just see what's right and what's not right and what one thing I set out to do was in my mind, I was like right, if I'm gonna do this, if you ever see my stand at a show, every single item will look good next to each other, so that color palette is is really important to me i've I've just done some new camouflage ones and i've used the colors that were in some of the pheasant's feathers to create a camouflage pattern
0: i suppose that's like when you look then like on your instagram feed and like people talk all the time about like aesthetics and like that whole feel it just all looks very high-end very smart like and is that like when you sit down because i know like for me when i start out you don't you don't really think of like superly the school to be a global brand it's a bit of yeah. a shock for me it was a bit shocking to be a global brand yeah. um but the internet has changed how everything works isn't it so yeah. now you're a global brand do you find that quite bizarre that you are like taking sort of orders from places all over the world completely Completely. Again, that imposter syndrome. I laugh
1: when I when I go to the post office. I'm like, look, because obviously, <laughs> I, you know, we all know each other. I go, look, this one's going so and so. God, um, and they're just like, what? What are you putting? Because they think, you know, they see the global brand, but they're like, wow, you're. And but to me, I still go, oh, what I really want. My office is is getting you know rather cramped now. What I really want is one of those maps. I want to put a pin in. <laughs> no, it's
0: really sad. I <laughs> really want one. I put a pin in for all those random places across the world. Um, it is absolutely like, I, I completely understand the mouth thing I've really thought for as well, because we yeah, exactly. to the the day to Botswana and something to Hong Kong. And I thought the imposter syndrome again, is just, I was like literally as I post and I was thinking, what on God's earth am I doing? And a little bit like, you know, I, I've got a very similar story of, of, of losing my dad. And it was the like, I was really close to him as you were. And it's, it's one of the hardest things I've ever been through in my life. And and now I watch this and I think, I wonder what he would think, whether he would like laugh, like, I don't know what you're doing either. Or whether he would see it as like, I always knew you could do it type of thing. And 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 that always goes around and plays under my head. But I almost think, I don't know whether you'd agree with this, through the worst tragedy can come almost a silver lining like I look now and I think that fueled me like you were just saying it fueled me to do something to be something did you feel like that it was like an energy that that only that tragedy could have put into you Uh,
1: absolutely it's that it's that energy and it's the choice that we have what we do with that energy and it's not just a choice. It's whether we've got that support network around us to be able to embrace embrace the opportunities and, you know, and, and just crack on with stuff. I mean, yeah, the energy for me is, is a big thing. And, you know, like I said, my first outlet for Foxy Pheasant was antiques and sort of interiors. And I quite often, I can remember sanding furniture and painting furniture and, you know, tears getting in the way. But as I was sanding and I was, you know, creating stuff and actually um, getting some, some job satisfaction out of stuff, all that time I was sanding or I was painting, I was thinking and I was digesting and I was processing. Um, and I And I think that was the most valuable thing I could have ever done. I mean... I was doing it while, you know, my youngest you know, kids sleep. She'd be fast asleep in the pushchair. And I'd like, right, I'm going to to the paint and I'm going to paint something while she's asleep. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it got me through each day at a time. Sometimes, it, you know, each minute at a time, I, I survived. And that's, you know.
0: You talk about support there. Um, and you have mentioned your, your other half. Is he really supportive? Like, because my other half is like, literally, I say to some people, you see me. you don't see the rock behind me which is my husband is is that the case for you having that personal because for me sometimes I literally that imposter syndrome overwhelms me to the point where I'm like I really shouldn't be doing this this is this is not who I am or or what I am somebody's going to find out that I have no clue what I'm doing five years in and he sort of puts me back tidy do you do you have that
1: absolutely um we are like chalk and cheese. Um, my partner is from an IT background. He loves a good spreadsheet. I am, I'm a farmer. Everything I do is organic. I'm creative. Um, on paper, we you just wouldn't put us together. But actually he is he's very calm. He is very supportive. And you know yourself, those days when the snot and the tears take over and you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, you know a cup of coffee will get placed on your desk and and you'll be like told that you're doing a good job. And and sometimes it's just that, you know, it might be just all you need or someone to just listen to you rant.
0: Yeah. Um, And and let it out because sometimes you don't want to show the world that. And like, it's really funny. Two weeks ago on the podcast, we were talking with Becca Devson about imposter syndrome and about how that goes on with like, um, She's a dog trainer. How that affects her training her own dog, and like, it doesn't matter what you're doing, your background, your your hobbies. This imposter syndrome it can really be crippling without a support system to to pick you back up and dust you off and, and send you on your way again, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what, my kids are great at that. The kids are great levelers, aren't they? I was out shooting um, last weekend and um after we'd finished shooting loads of ladies were interested in what what I was doing and um my 10 year old was like oh well my mum does this and she'd open the boot with the car she'd go, yeah my mum she sells these and she makes these and I was like I didn't realize that you'd actually been taking any notice at all but then I was like completely overwhelmed that there was my my little you know my little munchkin just saleswoman of the year um it was it was amazing and I thought well you know what that that was really that was really nice to see that she was a fan yeah and she'd taken you know they do take notice and they love it they'll be rummaging through the scrunchies when they come in because I get you know I have them in, in a big batch and I sort of finish them off myself And I'm like, oh can I, can I have that one to go to school with <laughs> And but they, they, you know well, that's that's a big compliment, isn't it? If your kids if your kids think you're doing a good job, I think that's 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 about as good as it gets, isn't it?
0: And I think our our children, especially our daughters, we're showing them a different way of life, aren't we? We're showing Absolutely. them like, you know, I don't class myself as old. Um, my mum and dad run a business. You, you come from a farming background. You've seen people work in for their livelihood, but I think we set a different bar now because our children, they look at the internet as they be in their futures, they look at digital technologies being their futures, or almost a lot of them do. Um, we show our daughters that they can have it all. They can have a global business, they can be creative, they can have children, they can have you know the the partner. They can have it all. Life has always said, you, maybe, maybe you can't have it all. We're actually saying, yes, you can. Yeah, Absolutely, you can. In, and you have to have the balance.
1: You know, there, there, are, there are days, you know, if the children are poorly, then, you know, foxy pheasant doesn't happen. First job, my most important job is, is you know, to take care of, of my children. The job fits around them. Yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful that I've got that flexibility. They do see me still sat at the laptop when they go to bed, you know. And sometimes I'm sat at the laptop when they get up in the morning.
0: There is that balance. It's give and take, isn't it? The, the one part they get Absolutely. is freedom and mum hasn't got to go to a job as such. She's there to, you know, there to put them to school, there when they come home, there for everything else in between, can, can play taxi, can do whatever. But then yeah. on the other side, there are times when you are like, look, you can see me in this house, but I'm not here. I have got to get this piece of work done. Um, And I I think that teaches them something as well, because I think it also, I think for any business owner who who started their business at home or works from home, we teach our children, they have to have self-discipline, you know. And this is something that our our ladies with their dogs need, you need self-discipline. You've got to have that get up and go to go and get it done, even when you really don't want to do it
1: that support network again is really important i'm really lucky to have a group of friends around me and we're all self-employed in various different guises and being able to pick the phone up and send a message saying oh my god the internet's broken or oh what do you think about this Um, is absolutely priceless and I'm not you know I don't just all happen to be you know all, all girlfriends trying to show my daughters that you know having good friends around you is is so important in life and you know I, I've got a friend of mine who's a, a florist Um when she's busy I'll go and play at being a florist for the day and love every minute of it because that's what it's about isn't it it's having network behind you where you can pick people's brains and get a bit of reassurance because we all have to make decisions and have it you know when the buck stops with you sometimes you're like i haven't slept for two or three days i've got to make a big decision here oh buttering so and so um but then you know you need to return that favor as well so i'm I'm really good to have that kind of support
0: and i think as well as do like this podcast, the LWDG, everything, I look at it sometimes and I think it was born out of a passion, but it's almost built a a community of far more than just me, but of small groups within that community where they support each other. Some of my best friends are now in a group where I didn't see anything like that three years ago, and I think the internet has changed how we, even how we make friendships and where we find our strength from, isn't it? You know, like until tonight, we hadn't seen each other face to face. We yeah. chatted and, you know, like when you came on to here, onto we like doing this on a Zoom. It's like, oh, it's nice to, to sort of meet yeah. you properly. But you can get strength even if you can't see those people around you in your local community. You can find them, can't you? They they're they feel absolutely
1: absolutely and you know social media is a fab it 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 has its bad points it really does um but you know i've made some great friends on social media and quite a few of them um I've, i've never met but you know once all this covid stuff is out of the road i am going on the road and i'm going to visit every single one um and meet all these wonderful people that are part of my my virtual support network as well you know it's it's great.
0: Well, definitely pop past updates because I'm not that far from you. And I'm no. Thank you very much for um this podcast. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm sure the ladies they're just going to love listening to how, you know, your journey, your story, your inspiration and loads and loads of stuff. What you said is, is absolutely relative to your dog training journey as well. They're very, I find them very, very similar stories, if the strengths, the friendships, the the feeling like you can't do it, the the needing to, to plan and to grind and, and to be creative. They, they're all in in every one of my dog training sessions as much as they are when i'm sitting in the office and for the ladies who want to find you online where do they find you amanda
1: well we've got obviously we've got our website which is just foxypheasant.co.uk we're also on instagram her foxy pheasant limited on instagram we have a facebook page again foxy pheasant and um yeah you'll be able to find us there
0: well, I'm sure all the ladies will uh, leave this uh, podcast if they don't know you already, which I'm sure many of them do, and they probably love to hear a new story. But if you haven't heard of Amanda before, go check out her stuff. You will be absolutely in love. You will be um, scrolling for hours. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for doing this for us. It's been an absolute delight. And uh, hopefully we'll get to meet up in person real soon.
1: That's lovely. Joe. it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been lovely chatting with you.
0: See you soon. Bye now.
1: Thank you.